All right, friends, welcome to the 2021 Living Your Calling Summer Series. This is going to be a six-week series where I bring on some faces you have seen before and some new faces that I am excited to talk with. And we are going to share what does it mean to be living your calling and living your calling in this moment and how did some of these guests build up to what they're doing today and what are they feeling called to do right now? Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Welcome to the Living Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Hagen, and my mission is to help you step into whatever you're truly called to do. I'm a Midwest wife and mom, and I built my business and dreams between the moments of motherhood. I believe that you can create your dreams around whatever season of life you're in. I'm obsessed with creating connections, out-of-the-box ideas, and cheering people on in whatever goal they're chasing. This is a place where you can come to feel like you're joining your best friends for coffee, for real talk of what's happening in life and business. Whether you're working on personal development or business, friend, I got you. Each week, you will find an episode that educates, inspires, and helps you take action to step into your calling and live your best life. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for. Are you ready? Here we go. All right, friends, I am so excited to introduce you guys to my friend, Britt, who is the founder of the Wheat and Honey Co. They have the most beautiful hand-painted Bibles that are done from women all around the world. She hosts amazing retreats. And I have to say my favorite quality about her is that her favorite vacation spot is my favorite vacation spot. Britt, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I'm sure the listeners now want to know like, well, where's the magic vacation spot? So I think that we should, well, I don't know if we want to tell them after (laughs) the conversation we had before this started, but I, I suppose we should that you and I both love going to the 30A area in Florida, specifically Seaside, and it's just so beautiful there. It is. It's like a little, I, I always tell people, I feel like I just had a massage that lasts for the whole vacation because you can totally unplug. You don't have to get in the car and you have everything you need within walking distance. But yeah, we're excited to be going to 30A this year. It was a dream of mine for five years from now. And it was really exciting to see that other women wanted that too this year. It wasn't just me and a dream that I had to gather women from everywhere to go do that, but it's something we all need right now. Yeah, it is. It's like the most magical, peaceful place. And I can remember when we were, when I was little before like cell phones and all those things that we would go and my parents like one time lost their watch 
And it literally didn't matter what time it was. It was like, oh, if we're hungry, we'll we'll go get food. Like we want to go to the beach. It doesn't matter. And and it's like time becomes this on like a thing there that doesn't matter anymore. And so I love how you, you said it's like a massage because it so is. Well, let me rephrase. It's a massage when you don't have kids. When you have kids, yeah. it's just parental relocation, a lot of going to the donut truck and all those things. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm excited to chat with you today about your journey and just women in business. Why don't you give the listeners a little taste of what Wheat and Honey Co. is? Yeah, absolutely. It's all going back to that community and how do we create a space for women to just do life together? And it started with the products and it actually started with wedding stationery and greeting cards five years ago. A lot of people don't know that because it was so long ago, but I was full-time in sports marketing and felt this void and wanted to do something a little bit different, but didn't know how I wasn't ready to leave my corporate career, but I didn't even have plans to leave my corporate career. But I just thought I have all these girlfriends that are so talented with the artistic side. I can do the business side. So let's create stationary so that we can empower women and make stationary more affordable versus always spending six, $7 on a card. It started there, went into wedding stationery, and then hand-painted Bibles became part of what we were doing and devotionals, and then grew into a community, which I would have never dreamt on my own because I like being behind the scenes, but it's crazy how that happens. The Lord just asks you to do what, what he sees in you, and it's not always what we see in ourselves. So opportunities to gather women and create space for conversations through events and the seaside event later this year, I would have never imagined it would have grown to include that as well, but that's where we're headed. And I mean, even just last week, I was talking to my husband on our little quick vacation and we were talking about how the Lord is wanting to do more of that. I would rather do more of the product side because I love being behind the scenes. I love it. Even podcast interviews, speaking like, okay, I'll do it. But that's not where I, I initially get excited. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can do this. And I want to do this. And this is within my zone of genius, but that's where a lot of the fruit and the opportunity has been lately because I get to see that the Lord really wants us to connect with one another. That's, that's what's tricky right now. And especially just coming off of last year and we were talking about traveling and how we all want to travel, but it's kind of chaotic right now because everybody's traveling. We need that human connection and what a gift it is to be able to do that full time and lead with wanting to connect women. I loved how you mentioned, I never knew that you were a behind the scenes person. I just thought that like you and being the Enneagram three, like me, you're like, let me be friend and center in the show and that you're not that way. But I loved how you touched on where you feel like your gifting is, is not where God is calling you right now. And I would love for you to speak in how hard is that for you right now to be leaning into, because I'm sure it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. And I keep going back to everything I'm doing right now feels hard. 
And I'm taking a break from some of the things that I was doing, whether it's one-on-one business coaching or even podcasting, I've been taking a break because everything is stretching me so much right now. And it's not that it's impossible or even when I start doing it, when that ball starts rolling, I'm like, oh, this isn't so scary. This isn't so hard, but it's the idea of choosing to lean into something that doesn't feel comfortable. And it's a mental, it's a mind shift of leaning into it. If you just lean a little bit, then it starts to roll, but you have to make that choice to lean, to get to the roll. And sometimes the most uncomfortable things consistently can feel like a lot of work, but when you surround yourself with the right people, like even being friends with you through Instagram, we met on the internet, having people to surround you to say, Hey, let's have this conversation. Hey, I'm a part of this event and they need more speakers. Having those relationships, those human relationships make the uncomfortable that much more bearable. Yeah. I totally agree how the people and the relationships is such a key thing. And I actually was talking to a client the other day and we were talking about marketing and and all those things. And I had told her, I was like, you know what? I honestly hope that some of these changes in the algorithm and things that are happening and people are going to have to change up their game. It's like, I hope that it goes back to like a referral basis type thing, because that's one thing people aren't really doing right now is like referring. And I loved how you mentioned that, that there is so much power in having connections with people to be like, Hey, I know this event, you should speak at it, or let me refer all these other women that I know. And there's so much power in that. I would love to back up a little bit and talk about the corporate job that you had, and you were saying that you never dreamed of leaving, what was the calling on your heart? And what did that feel like? And how did you realize I'm going to actually make this jump that I never thought was going to happen? I always answer this question differently every single time, because it's so complex, but it's so simple. I was listening to so many podcasts thinking, Somebody else that has made this transition is going to speak to me one of these days. And then I'm going to know that's how you do it. That's when you do it. That's why you do it. And I was just trying to be a sponge for my intuition to kick in on the right timing. And now on this side of things, I've been full-time two years, I believe. Yeah. Two years this month you have to follow your gut. And it is so wonderful to be surrounded by people that you trust. It's very, very important that you can talk with about the financial side. And if it's wise in this timing, or why are you doing this? Why are you making this significant shift in your life from one career to another? But at the end of the day, the only way that I had the peace and it was the right time is because I felt the Lord lead with the peace that I needed to do that. And it went back to the why, why am I doing this? Do I feel like the Lord can be glorified through that decision? Mm-hmm. And then leaning into that, does it feel right? My husband can't tell me if it feels right. My parents can't tell me if it feels right. My best friends can't tell me. I had to have that peace that I knew it was the right timing So that was a tricky 
that was a tricky season because as an Enneagram three, I wanted everything to make sense. I wanted my new career to match the salary of my existing career. I wanted everything to line up. I wanted to leave the employer I worked for in the perfect position. Everything had to be in a great spot so that he was ready to move forward without me. And I wasn't leaving him in a tight spot and it doesn't always look that clean, but your intuition will never mislead you when you know it's the right time to make that shift. I love how you touched on that. No one else is going to know if it's right. Um, because I think so often we like look for external validation and especially as Enneagram threes, we really want the external validation. And it's interesting that you had said that because as I'm kind of pivoting and changing a lot of things, I have been searching for external validation and even asking pastors, how do I know if God's calling me to the right things and all of these. And one pastor had said to me, he's like, God is not a God of confusion. Mm -hmm. And the answer is where the peace lies. Mm -hmm. And only you will know, like, and he was like, only you will know that like, none of us can tell you what the right thing is. And it's interesting. And I think when people doubt like their intuition or whatever they're calling or this, what they're feeling like the spirit and God call them to do because they're not trusting the path or they're trying to be like, taking the path of confusion because we think that it should be hard and that we shouldn't really know the next steps when in reality, it's just taking the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was reading this morning and I was reading in Mark this morning. I'm trying to read the Bible in a year. I'm only on February 25th and it's July. So I am way behind, but I'm still trying to show up and get through it. Like I'm going to have to take a whole weekend to catch up and just do nothing but read at this point. But I was reading this morning in Mark and it's funny how, even when I'm so behind, I think Brittany, you were at the end of February and it's July. I clearly have picked several days to not show up. Mm. It still is so applicable and the Lord's so good and using February to speak to me in July. And I was reading in Mark about when, Jesus said that there are so many of us that are looking for a miracle. Like we're looking for this miracle, miraculous direction of, okay, I I just want this part of my life to feel a different way. I'm looking for an answer. I'm looking for what path are you telling me to go on? Should I stay in this relationship? Should I quit my job? Should I adopt? Should whatever it is that you're looking at. And sometimes we're just so focused on the wrong things. I'm so focused on what that next thing is that I need, like whatever that next thing is that I think is going to make my life better or stronger or make me the best version of myself when God's going to bless whatever step we take if we're walking with him. And we just have to focus more on who he is and how he's using us right now where we are and trusting if I choose to take this business full time or if you shift business courses. If you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to take this direction. I'm going to add this new product. I'm going to do this new thing. We focus so much on making the right decision that sometimes we forget he's already in where we are now and the decision we're going to make. We way overthink it. And then in return, we put way too much stress on ourselves. We're not supposed to carry that burden of, if I make the wrong decision, I'm going to die. That is not, that's not how it works. If we, we go right versus left, 
we put way too much pressure on ourselves, and we just need to be more about God. I know you're with me now and you're for me and I'm just going to talk to you about it. And I'm just going to do the next thing that I know to do. And you're going to be there. Yeah. I love that. And I love how even in like the path, like you were saying that you could have chosen, or there's days that you didn't choose, but sometimes I think like, well, is that because God actually knew, well, there's actually something she needs to hear from, you know, from February in, in July. Um, and I think that that is so, is so powerful. I would love for you to kind of also talk about, you've taken a lot of pivots in your business, just like products and things that you have kind of started and pulled back from. I would love for you to speak into that a little bit. And what does that look like as a business owner? And what does it feel like? Because I think a lot of times people think, well, if I try this and I fail, the whole world is watching and everyone's going to see that it was a failure. And so I can't start until I know it's going to be successful. What does that look like for you in business? It's a lot of humility, (laughs) a lot, because I want to have everything figured out before I launch anything. And I have learned the hard way. Some of the biggest lessons that I've learned, whether that be financial risk or assuming that I had to present myself as if I had hosted several large events when it was my first event, I've learned we do what we do for the people. We do what we do because of the relationships we get to have. Both of our businesses are that way. And I wish I would have known earlier on to have more conversations. Now I'll get on Instagram stories and I talk to Instagram and the women on Instagram as if I'm talking to you behind the scenes now and obviously not wasting their time, but I'll ask, Hey, if we hosted a retreat and seaside on these days, here's what it would cost. Here's what it would include. Does that excite you? Yes or no. I have used my time so much more efficiently because I know what the women want because I was willing to ask. And a lot of what I've done, I've thought I have to create an entire product. We have to have an entire Bible study ready to go before I can ask. And there is so much power in humanizing what we're doing because I'm just willing to ask, do you all want apparel or do you not? Mm -hmm. Because you don't know. And I think starting before you feel like you're ready is one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever been given. Even with events, ask women if they want it and go from there. You don't have to have it all figured out because you think it's about all the details, but in reality, it's about women wanting to be together. And we can get so blinded by the details and thinking if I don't have all of my ducks in a row, I can't share. And some of the most successful things we've done have been things that I did before I felt ready. And it blows me away that it works. Like, Put nearly as much effort and energy into that. And it worked, but it was because I knew it's what women wanted because I ask. Yeah. Would, if you're comfortable, would you Mm -hmm. tell the listeners speaking into now showing them the real life, how you actually took action on what you just said, will you tell them about the first seaside retreat. And when you launched that, what was actually happening on the back end? 
Oh man, this is a good one. I, I wish I could listen to this before it happened. I hope it empowers somebody else because it would have empowered me. I was thinking at the beginning of this year, it's like end of last year, beginning of this year, what are my dreams? What do I want to do? What direction is the business going? Because quite frankly, it has shifted probably three times a year. It starts looking like one thing and then it turns into speaking and then it turns into, it just keeps changing. And at the beginning of the year, I thought in five years, I want to go to Seaside. I want to get a group of girls together and I want to go to Seaside. And if we could do four of them a year and I had all these ideas in my head, well, then I just thought it would be kind of fun to ask on Instagram. And I was blown away by the women that were confident with the price point that were excited about the weekend. I was blown away. So I just went online and I know we've talked about this offline, Michelle, but I went on our Shopify store put together a listing and had it all up there and said, tickets are going to go live on this day. And I knew tickets were going live and I was telling people tickets were going live, but I still didn't know if it was happening, but we'll see. We'll see if people actually buy a spot. I did not have the house reserved. That's the fun part. I didn't have the house reserved because I thought I can't reserve a 20 person home in Seaside on 30A if I don't know that women want to go. They say they do, but we'll see. And for me, I knew if I just stared at my computer when tickets went live, that it would have been, it would not have been good for me to watch because I don't know how many people know this, but on Shopify, you can see how many people are on your website, how many people are checking out, what they're looking at, where they are, what state they're in. It's really creepy. And I could have put the tickets live and stared at my computer screen at 10 a.m. when they went live, but I thought I know better than to do that. So I just got on my knees here in my office below my computer desk and I just turned on music and I was just telling the Lord this desire of mine, I'm just, I'm putting it at your feet. I would love this. I would love to take women here to get to do this for work, to get to meet women from our community in person. I know we both feel that way. It is so amazing to be face to face with these people that we DM with every day, every week. And I was just on my knees and I told the Lord, I know you can use this. I know you can use this space, but we don't have to have seaside to accomplish your will. We don't have to have it. I would love to have it, but we don't have to have it. So I'm just giving this to you and just listen to music and kept my eyes closed. and was just trying to create space to listen to the Lord or whatever. And in the background, I hear and ticket purchases were coming in. And there's only been one other time in my career with wheat and honey that that's happened where something has just clicked and worked. And I, I'm just sitting on the floor thinking, I said, I wasn't going to look at the computer, but I hear it going off and I'm really curious, but it was amazing to see when I was willing to do something before I knew it would work. Doesn't always work out when you do that, but sometimes it does. Mm -hmm. And seeing those women from all over the country that were that excited for something I hadn't even really talked about that much felt like one of those moments that are just a little glimmer where the Lord comes alongside you and says, we're going to do this. We're going to do it. And I want you to be mm -hmm. excited about it. And I want you to be humble about it. And we're, we're going to do it and I'm going to use it. And 
those little things keep us going when things don't work. When you try something, which I've had 99 of the non-works to the one work and it keeps us going. Cause I launched another retreat after that and thought, let's try to do this for product-based businesses. And I was talking to women and they were excited, but it didn't work. We didn't have enough interest and that's okay. That is okay. You have to be willing to show up. And when it doesn't fit the need, be okay with it. You don't want to force it. I love that. And I love how, you know, like of the not forcing it, which is crazy because mm-hmm. now you have two, you do have two retreats going in seaside. It's not just one, like, it's not like one worked, but two. And I love how you leaned into and just listened and gave it to God and just said, if this is what you want, and if this is what's going to work, then let it be. We are so excited to be introducing to you the Living Your Calling Retreats. These retreats are going to be for women to reconnect to themselves and to join in community with like-minded women. We are going to take you from places from the Midwest to the beach to the mountains. And this is going to be a time for you to disconnect and have time away and to focus on yourself and to take a break from whatever it is you need. These retreats are going to be like nothing you have experienced before, and we are creating them with you in mind. If you would love to know more about the Living Your Calling retreats, you can head to the link in the show notes to join the waitlist so that you can be the first to know when we are going to be connecting together. We are so excited to create this for our community, and we cannot wait to meet you and to join a community at the Living Your Calling retreat. I would love to also touch on you and I have had this conversation so many times of how much do you bring God into a business and how much do you not bring God into your business? And what does that look like? And what did that journey look like for you in how you started to intertwine faith and into your business and how that has helped develop your community? It's tough. It's really tough when I went to school for advertising and worked for an advertising agency right out of college and then went into sports marketing and then went into media sales. I never imagined that I would ever have a for-profit business that was about my faith. And even to this day, when I take time to think about it, there was nothing to lead me to believe that this would be where I am right now. Nothing. It's tricky. It's really, really tricky because I'm very honest about, I am motivated by money and it's something that I'm learning not to carry shame in that. That doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. That doesn't mean that I'm selfish. If it's used in the wrong way, it does, but it's a good thing to want to provide for my family. It's a good thing to want to be able to create something which blows my mind that we can do this we can create something to serve women so directly and I can put food on my table doing it. It's so beautiful and crazy. It takes a lot of heart checking. And I knew when I took wheat and honey full time, I have to be in counseling and I had never been in counseling before. And it took me until a few months ago to start doing that. But I knew my heart has to be in the right place because when our products are, faith-based products, when our gatherings are to lead women to the Lord in the way that I want to live my life, which is how I act. It's not about what I say. 
but I want women to know who God is because of how I treat people and not because I'm saying the right things, but because they see I'm a real person Mm -hmm. and this is how I live my life. And through that love, that display of love versus words, it takes a lot of checking and it takes having a lot of people that I can be honest Mm -hmm. with our community group, women that met us because they were following on Instagram or there's women that go to our church that are on the pastoral team at our church that are in our community group. And they saw what I was doing, but they didn't know me personally and being humble to bring them in and say, this is what I'm wrestling with. It takes that because when faith and business are that close, like they are for me, I have to constantly make sure that I know when to step back because if I'm hurt in any capacity through a friendship or if I feel like the Lord just forgot about me, I just went through that. I'm kind of going through it now, but I went through that where we're walking through this fertility journey and trying to figure out why we haven't been able to conceive and it's gut wrenching in so many ways. And I told my husband just recently, I kind of feel like he forgot about me. I'm doing all of these things for him, which is so selfish to say, but it's just being honest and speaking from the heart, I'm not in a place to record podcast episodes right now. And that's okay. I'm hurt. I can't speak through hurt. I have to speak through strength when I'm ready to. So knowing how to bring other people onto our team that can support, because I can't always be in a place where I want to lead and that's good. And that's healthy. Knowing that I don't have to have all the answers, but I'm also not going to show up and talk when I'm working with the Lord through things too. I love that. And I love like the release of some of like the ownership really is what it is and realizing and saying, I can't do all of this on my own and letting go. And for an Enneagram three, that's so hard. And I'm so proud of you for that. And that is such an amazing thing. And I think I love how you touched on that. Like, I don't want to speak from a place of hurt and pain because I think that sometimes we think, we think on Instagram and on social media, like you have to show the real and the raw and be authentic and let people know what's going on. And sometimes I think it's like, you can pull back the curtain and, and, and let people know like, Hey, I'm kind of struggling with some stuff, but you don't have to like rip the bandaid open and say, here is my wound. See it all. And if you want to pour salt in it, pour the salt in, but you know, to have that, I think even to say, even to have that faith and knowing that it's okay for you cannot show all of that. Yeah, you shouldn't because the end of the day, I'm responsible for the ways that the women in our community come to know the Lord through what I say and do. That is my responsibility. And if I am leading them to believe something that's not true because I'm hurt or because I didn't use the right words, that is my responsibility. So if I'm not in a place where I know that the Lord is speaking through me, but instead my heart is speaking through me. I'm not in a place to lead and that's okay. That's been hard for me because even with the podcast, we launched it. And I said, every single Friday, every single Friday, we're going to have a new episode. And people were saying, man, you've been clipping off. You just started and you have three seasons. And I was like, I know we are on schedule and it's all great. And I really felt like the Lord just told me it's okay. It's okay to take a break because I just need you to be okay. Not leading right now. I need you to be okay. Stepping back, even though your livelihood is off of showing up, 
I need you to be okay with not leading. We have women that write devotionals for our community that we send out to our email subscribers on Wednesdays and they've continued to write in that way. And I've continued just to show up and be a friendly and reliable face while having my safe, quiet space with the Lord, where he's been able to come alongside me and do crazy. I mean, just last week, I told my husband one evening, I don't feel seen. I just don't feel seen right now. I don't feel like I've just had somebody look at me and meet me where I am these last few days. I woke up the next morning to a text from a friend that does not follow wheat and honey social media at all. Did not know we're going through fertility testing. Had no idea. She said, forgive me if I'm totally off base. I got your phone number from my husband. We don't, we don't talk at all. It's a very distant friend, but someone that we love dearly. We just are not doing life every day with them. So she didn't know. And she told me, the Lord told me to pray for your child. I don't know if you're trying to have a child. I don't know. And he told me that when the fight is great, the anointing is greater and your children are fighters and you've brought me glory. And he wants to keep doing that through generations. And I read it and I was almost just numb. I wasn't emotional about it. Like I wasn't excited. I wasn't upset. I just looked at my phone and thought, what, (laughs) what in the world? And then it ended with, he wants you to know you're seen. And I had just said the night before with tears streaming down my face, I don't feel seen. So I'm learning a lot right now and I'm showing up in progress. And this is actually the first podcast conversation I've had since January, February of this year, because I've needed to take a break, but it's kind of cool to get to have an authentic conversation with you of where I really am. And that when I say, Lord, when you give me your words and I have your peace and I know that you, you gave me whatever it is that I posted on Instagram, that's beautiful. And when I don't have it, that's beautiful too, because it allows me to be near you. And it's not about business or leading other people, but it's about what truly matters, which is my relationship with him. And that has to come first because there's no reason to do anything else. If that's not my first priority. Wow. I just got like massive chills. Like as you're saying that, (laughs) like that is just so amazing. And it is how God, when we think that we're not being seen or heard, or you've forgotten me, or I'm not hearing you. Cause I have said that to many friends, you know, recently of, I don't know, I just don't hear him. Like he's not saying anything anymore. He's not telling me what to do. So I'm just sitting here being like, I'm just waiting but there is Mm -hmm. like so much preparation. And sometimes we don't even know the ways that God is going to speak to us until he does. And that is just so amazing. So I'd love to know what are you feeling called to next, whether it be in life or business, you kind of just talked about it a little bit, but what's like the next big calling on your heart? Mm. You've caught me in such a, (laughs) And in between, which is where the Lord, that's where he draws me near when I show up in the in-between, when I don't feel like, I don't even know what we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. today, Lord. How do I show up prepared to do anything to bring you glory when I'm not prepared? And this conversation today is one of those moments where that's where he likes showing up the most. 
when we just divide and say, okay, I'm going to be there. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to be there. I really want to be a mom. I've wanted to be a mom since I was little, little, little. I just, that's always been a part of who I am. And I've known, even with my career, I wanted to do something that involved kids, which is so funny with my career path because it involves kids zero, but like sports marketing kids, I don't think those go together, but I've always wanted to be a mom. And Michael and I talked about it from our first date and we've been married three years now. And we're both just looking at each other because we've known the Lord has that for us. But for some reason, it hasn't looked how we thought it would look. And it's been really hard, but we're excited to see what his perfect timing looks like because his timing is a protection for us. And if I got what I wanted when I wanted it, it would not be nearly as beautiful and full and rich and joyful. If I could just say, Lord, I want to have a kid six months after we got married. I want to be pregnant. It gives us a little bit of time, but not too much time. And I'm really expectant and excited about what that looks like, whether it's fostering, which we would have never done if we got pregnant quickly or adopting or having our own, or maybe there's kiddos in our life now that we get to have that influence over and they're not ours, but we get to love on our friends' kids. I don't know, but I'm excited about that. And then from a business perspective, community and events and doing the things that I would never put on my dream list that feel comfortable, but finding ways to create routine community. That's what the Lord's been doing. That's really fresh that I don't know how it looks yet, but I feel him prompting me to be more prayerful about opportunities to create routine Mm. space for women. And it doesn't have to be glamorous where we have the swag bags with the Tula product and earrings and a Pilates gift card. Like that's where my mind goes. Well, what is all the value? We're going to have massages. We're going to have manicures. We're going to have my favorite Christian counselor come speak. We're who knows a dance class. We're going to do all these fun things, but the Lord is, he's been so gracious and reminding me it doesn't always have to be 10 out of 10 with value. Sometimes the value in the 10 out of 10 is the people. It's not the swag bag. It's not the fancy lunch. It's the people. So I'm really Mm -hmm. expectant both personally and professionally, how the Lord is going to continue to surprise me with what he wants with our community and how I can humble myself to realize it doesn't always have to be big and flashy Sometimes the best way for us to reach this fullness that we were created to crave is very, very simple. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so good. And I love it. And I do see you creating such an amazing community. And I'm so excited for all the things that are to come for you. Before we wrap up our episode, I have been asking people in the summer series a random question. So you get to pick a number because I don't even know them. I don't even know what question you're going to pick. Okay. You get to pick between one and 350. 300. You have 350 questions. I mean, it's a website. Wow. I didn't make it. I just found it. Let's go with 25. Okay. The anticipation. What is the best or worst practical joke you have played on someone 
or that was played on you? The best or the worst? Oh man, the best or the worst practical joke. I got to go back to my childhood. I put toothpaste in my uncle's Oreo at the beach. (laughs) And I thought that was just the most clever thing. My sister and I did it. He ended up turning out all the lights in our condo. We were petrified, locked, like we ran into a closet and we felt like we were stuck there. Yeah, it was what we thought was the best that turned into the worst. And now we're still mildly traumatized about it. (laughs) Oh, that is so funny. And then it turned into, that was your childhood trauma and it's okay. (laughs) At the beach, the lights wouldn't come back on. We ended up having to call the maintenance team. It was a whole thing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's so funny. If people want to reach out to you after this episode, where can they find you? You can find us at Wheat and Honey Co. on Instagram, or I'm also at underscore Britgoff. Thank you so much for being on the show today. First, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Living Your Calling podcast. If you love this episode, will you share it with a friend or leave a review? Make sure that you subscribe or follow so that you don't miss a single episode. I love hearing from listeners and connecting. You can find us over on Instagram at the Living Your Calling Podcast or at Michelle Ann Hagen. Join us inside of our private Facebook community called the Living Your Calling Podcast Community. It's free, so why don't you join us inside? You can join by clicking the link in our Instagram bios or checking out the show notes. Join us and we will dive in deeper and I can't wait to connect with you. If you needed someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams, friend, this is it. I promise that you are worthy of whatever is on your heart and whatever calling you are wanting to chase. I am proud of you and I'm here for you. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for.